0: More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. Did you know that without faith it is impossible to please God? Therefore, any obstacle that hinders you from living a life of faith pleasing to God is one that needs to be overcome. One obstacle, because it is such an evil spirit Satan will always try to use first to weaken even the strongest and most effective faith, simply called fear, it is his choice of weapons in the battle to control a believer's life. Over the next six days of his popular Overcomer series, Pastor teaches on overcoming fear and how best by using spiritual weapons you can break the sometimes paralyzing impact a spiritual battle and fear might have on a believer. Since the spiritual antidote to fear is faith, Pastor's simple but powerful solution is to apply this godly principle. Replace every fear thought with a faith thought. Now, here's Pastor to expose more of its evil nature and how to finally overcome fear in your life.
1: So as I said before, there's only one way that I know to break the spirit of fear, and that's through the Word of God. That's it. Activating, acting on the Word of God is the only hope you have to break the spirit of fear power of fear, right? So now, I'm going to give you four words, and I want you to write these down, or type them into your iPad or iPhone, or or just put them into your memory if you can, but four words, this is a little formula that I use, actually, and not only to be used with uh, resisting and breaking the power of fear, but you can use it in resisting and breaking the power of lust, or, or, you know, other things that come against you in your life that persist, you can use this little formula. Now, now listen, so these are the four words. Resist, everybody say Resist. Replace, everybody say replace, recite, and do. Four words. All right, resist. The very first thing in breaking this power of fear that I've used in my life that has worked beautifully is this little formula. So the very first thing is when fear begins its attack in my life, when I see fear start to rise up, the very first thing I need to do is to resist every thought that is not consistent with the word of God the very first thing I need to do is put up an act of resistance right at the onset of that fear or that feeling of fear that wants to come against your life. Fear is—it works like this. It starts all of a sudden, you know, it just comes at you and if you do not stand up against it and resist it at the moment that it begins in your life, it will get a foothold in your life. It will become a bigger deal if you don't stop it right at the beginning or on the onset of those feelings of fear. So when fear starts to come against you, you know, starts to fill your mind, you've got to resist that thinking. You've got to resist those thoughts. Uh, let me give you. A, let me give you a couple of verses. Uh, and, and, and let me just say this before I give you the, This is, I believe, one of the problems that we have today in the body of Christ. We're not encouraging and teaching people to be forceful with the Word of God and to be forceful in the Spirit and to be bold and courageous with the things of God. You, 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 need, you need to be told that you have the, the authority, you have the power, you have everything in you to fight this battle of fear and every other battle that the devil would ever unleash against you so resist. James chapter 4 and verse 7 says, therefore submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. In other words, first step is that you've got to give your life to God. You've got to submit to God, right? God's got to be in your life. Resist the devil, and he will flee. Here, Here it goes like, if you don't resist him, he's not fleeing. Did you you hear it? The instructions from the book say, resist. God teaches us, tells us, resist the devil. And he will, that's a promise. You see, you don't view that as a promise. But that is a promise. He said, you resist the devil. And I promise you that he's going to flee. Resist the devil, and he, if you don't resist the devil, he doesn't flee. So in other words, at the beginning of those, that fear, the fear thinking or fear thoughts that, that begin to come against you, if you don't actively begin to resist it, guess what? The devil's going to accommodate you. He's going to camp out. He's going to hang out. He'll just take control. And that's how people get overwhelmed by the spirit of fear. That's how they turn into phobias. Because if you don't deal with it, if you don't, if you don't actively resist it, then he's not going to flee because the word teaches you, resist. first of all, you submit to God. You've got to have God in your life. That's right. you, you submit to God, resist the devil. You begin to put up an act of resistance against those thoughts of fear that come against you. And he says the devil will begin, he'll, he'll flee, he'll, he'll take off. Right? All right, so resist. Everybody say resist. resist. Number two is that you have to replace now every fear thought with a faith thought. So you begin to resist, but now you you replace. You you say, this thought doesn't belong here. This is not consistent with who I am, what God has promised me. This is not consistent with a faith life. I resist this thought in the name of Jesus. But now you've got to replace that fear thought with a faith thought. That's why you need to know the word of God. That's why, here, can I give a little commercial here? That's why you need to be in church. Don't give me you're watching Christian TV. You're falling asleep. (laughs) You're eating your dinner, and you're more focused on filling your face than you are listening to the Word. That's why you need to be in a church with a pastor who's teaching you the Word of God so that you you can be filled up and ready to fight your battles and to come against the evil one. Everybody with me here? So you have to replace every fear thought with a faith thought. And and this is what 2 Corinthians 10, 4 and 5 says, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds. Now listen, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Now, Now listen to me. When it says casting down arguments in every high thing, casting down arguments in every high thing, high thing, you know what a high thing is? I, I went back to the original language and I checked this out. You know what high thing is? It's a barrier. What does a barrier do? It prevents you from gaining access or moving forward or having any forward movement or backward move, whatever you're trying to do. It, it prevents you from getting to where you want to get to. That's what a barrier is. Fear is a barrier that the devil will use to immobilize, neutralize, and paralyze you from accomplishing the things that you want to accomplish in your life. That's why Paul exhorts us, says, reminds us that the weapons we use, they're not carnal. These are spiritual weapons. And they're mighty through God to the pulling down, the removing of every barrier that would stand in your way. Casting down imaginations and vain things, casting down these thoughts of fear that are challenging you and immobilizing you and paralyzing you, casting them down with the mighty weapons of God's of of God's warfare. And those weapons we know are the word. The weapons are praise and prayer and worship. Coming into the presence of God. Praying in the spirit. These are the weapons by which we fight. The battles that the devil throws our way, and that's the way you be. Now, let me teach you something. It says here, bringing down, uh, bringing into, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Let me tell you: if you don't capture these thoughts of fear in your life, they're going to capture you. You have a choice. Whenever fear starts to come, you have a choice. Are you going to allow this thing to capture you and imprison you? Or are you going to capture it by the word of God? By resisting and replacing it with the word of God. Thank you for the four and a half hand claps. Very, very good. You're getting better. We went from one and a half to four and a half. So, so we understand that the only way so to, to, um, to build faith in our life it's by hearing the word of God. That's why you need to be in the Bible. That's why you need to be in church. That's why you got to be meditating. What did, what did uh, uh, how about this one? Joshua 1, 1.8, you all know this verse, but uh, the Lord tells Joshua, he says, the book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate, 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 meditate in it day and night, day and night, day and night, day and night. That you may observe to do, to do, to do, to do. Meditate day and night, 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 do. You all, you all don't look like you're getting it back here. Meditate day and night and do all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. Well, that's another message, actually. We could get into it. But there's your formula for success in your life. If you would obey that. Yeah, but there are people who are afraid to do it. They're afraid to meditate and do the word of God. There it is. All right? So so how does faith build? We meditate on the word of God. Right? Philippians 4, uh, 6 and 7 says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made unto God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Philippians 4.8. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are for good report, good report, good report. Good. Everybody say good report. Good report. Good, report. good report. good report. If there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. See, you have a choice on what you're going to think about. You have a choice of what you're going to focus your thought life on. You can either focus it on the Word of God, the things of God, the ways of God, the faithfulness of God, the deliverance of God, the help of God, the strength of God. You can either focus in on those things or you could focus in on the fear that wants to torment you, bind you, up, halt you, neutralize you, paralyze you, and put you into a spiritual prison. You have the responsibility to think whatever you want to think. I promise you, you begin to think... Thoughts that are in line with God's word and you're going to have God results. He said, be anxious for nothing and the peace of God which transcends or surpasses all understanding will guard your heart and mind through Christ Jesus. This portion of scripture tells you and teaches us what we ought to be thinking about. So if, you don't get, if you don't get hold of your thought process and get hold of your mind, the devil will accommodate you with fear. He will bind you up. Am I speaking to anybody here today? All right. Now, once you have, say it with me, resisted, replaced, now you have to begin to recite. You see, it's not good enough just knowing the Word of God. The Word of God does not really Or let's say it this way, your faith does not complete itself until you begin to release the word from your mouth. Faith does not activate until it comes from your mouth. Now, 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 let's just go back to our salvation. In Romans, we know it says, if you confess with your mouth and believe with your heart, that God raised Jesus from the dead, you would be saved. For with the heart man believes, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So the believing in your heart is extremely important, and that's the first part of it. But the confessing of your mouth completes the process and brings forth the desired result. Am I, am I speaking over your head? or you get It's not good enough to say, I know the word of God. It's not good enough to just say, I've got the word in my heart. You've got to release the word out of your mouth because that's what completes your faith and brings the desired results. Remember what Jesus said, very familiar verse. We all know it. I preached on it many times, Mark 11. He said, if you say to the mountain, be thou... He didn't say if you think toward the mountain... Or think about the mountain. He said, if you say to the mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and do not doubt in your heart, but believe the things you say, 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 you will have whatsoever you say, say, say. You're not going to have whatever you think, think, think. You're not going to have whatever you know, know, know. So that's why the word has got to come out of your mouth. So once you've resisted and you've replaced, now you've got to recite You've got to let it come out of your mouth. I mean, there are many times I just walk around my house and say, no weapon formed against me shall prosper, and I will refute every tongue that rises in judgment against me. I break the power of fear. The the, the devil is the tormentor, for, for the perfect love of God is not perfected in fear. Fear has to do with torment. God is not tormenting you. It's the devil. I break your hold. I take authority over you by the name of Jesus Christ, by the blood of Jesus Christ. No, come on. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me and helps me to get it done. The word's got to be released out of your mouth. That's what completes your faith. That's what brings it to reality. When you begin to confess it, you begin to speak it, you begin to say it, you know it in your heart, you believe it in your heart, but you got to let it at your mouth. You got to let the devil, you got to just hit him in the... Let me give you this verse while I'm on this subject. Uh, uh, Jeremiah 23, 29 says, Is not my word like a fire, says the Lord, and like a hammer that breaks rocks in pieces. Now you couple that with Mark 11, uh, 22, 3, 4. You, You couple that. Jeremiah the prophet says... Through, through the through the through the inspiration of God. He says, and and my word is not like a fire and like a rock, like a hammer that breaks rocks. And why do you think Jesus says, say to the mountain, say to the mountain, say to the mountain, say to the mountain, speak the word to the mountain, speak the word, speak to speak, speak the word to that fear, speak to the word that, to that mountain of fear. Because as you're doing every time you hurl the word at that fear with the word of God, it's like a hammer that's just busting that barrier out of your way, just breaking that barrier that, that the devil is trying to establish in your life. That's how you get unparalyzed. That's how you get released. That's how you, you you break the barrier of fear. You just hurl the word of God at it. I told you stories about, you know, I don't, I don't know which group or what service we were at, but I told the story about when we were in the midst of building this building, we ran out of money. The banks wouldn't give us money. Nobody would give us money. We were a small church. And and I got like halfway through, we were like almost there, maybe three-quarters of the way through, but we didn't have the money to finish. We couldn't put carpets in. We couldn't put paint on the walls. We couldn't buy chairs. We couldn't pave the parking lot. We just didn't have the money. So we're halfway, maybe three-quarters of the way there. And we're just a couple of months from finishing up and we couldn't finish because we didn't have the money and it didn't look like we could get the money from anywhere. Let me tell you something. When you believe God and you embark on a voyage and a journey with God, trusting God, then let me tell you what, there are gonna be some scary times that you go through. Most certainly there are gonna be scary times that you're gonna go through. And and the devil accommodated that moment of time. He came to me and you know, he gave me that verse. Because the devil will use the word of God did he not use it with Jesus in in the desert don't you that's why you got to be sharp in the word yes, amen. that's why you got to know the word of God got to come to church everybody say come to church <laughs> so we can sharpen you up but he was saying you know that verse and I can't quote it exactly it says Before the man builds the tower, he ought to consider the cost, lest he build the tower and not have enough to finish it, and the end result is that he's gonna look ridiculous. See, Pastor Ray, you're gonna look ridiculous. This is the end of you. This is the end of your ministry. No one's gonna believe you. You said you believed God and you were following God, and now you can't finish. So there, look at the verse. Look at the verse. You didn't consider the cost. You didn't you didn't do it right. You didn't do your due diligence. And that stupid voice was talking to me. Fear was building up in my life. Finally, I had to turn and say, shut up. In the name of Jesus, I take authority over you. And you know what? Mr. Devil, even if it doesn't work, shut up because I don't care. This is God's church, not mine. And if it's God's church, then he will finish the project. This is his house, not mine. Even if it didn't work and I miss God, I don't have a reputation to protect. I don't really care. I will leave this property with my Bible and Jesus, and that's all I started with, and that's all I need to have. Man. You know, sometimes you got to look fear in the face and say, I don't fear you. Even if it's the worst thing that can happen, I don't fear you. Now, I had, so, I had a lot of fear I had to deal with. I wasn't very comfortable standing up and talking to people and preaching. and I didn't even know anything. And I, I didn't even know what I was doing half the time. And I'm thinking, dear God, I'm out here. And there was a lot of fear. But I had to face those fears. and just keep. Sometimes I was shaking in my boots, but I was preaching like... Like I knew exactly what I was doing and knew what I was saying, but I, in, inside I'm shaking for fear because I'm thinking, I don't know what I'm doing. I, 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 I promise that's not happening anymore. All right? <laughs> I promise that's not where we are today. 30 plus years have taught me some things, but, but no, in those beginning days I had to, I had, but I had to do it, you know, asked to, you know, do a. A wedding, or I've never done a wedding before. What do I do? You know, do a funeral. Creeps me out. I don't like being there, caskets, dead people. I don't know. I don't know what to say. Don't even know the person. I got to say nice things about a person I don't even know. Talk about fear, you know, coming on. It's like, I don't want to disappoint anybody. See, but I had to do it. I had to face it. I had to say, I'm not going to let fear stop me. I'm going to stand up there. I'm going to do it remember the first time in the Assemblies of God Church the pastor asked me to preach. I was leaving the house and back then I was wearing blue jeans and a bright red sweatshirt and, and lightning white sneakers with white tube socks. That's how many years ago it was. Tube, you remember tube socks? Just to buy like six pair in a big plastic bag they were about this long. <laughs> My mother used to use them for things. She'd put them on her arm. And- <laughs> She'd get big strokes. You know? And I'm leaving the house. <laughs> yeah, I'm not kidding. And I'm leaving the house. I'm leaving the house, and the pastor calls me. He says, um, Raymond, tonight, uh, it was a Friday night, I said, tonight, I want you to just get up and just speak to the congregation about what's ever on your heart for 15 minutes. I'm like, what? He said, yeah, I want you to just get up and just speak whatever ever on your heart for 15, 15 minutes. I don't have anything on my heart. <laughs> there's nothing on my heart. I mean, I worked all day. <laughs> I'm tired, <laughs> you know? I don't have anything on my heart. There's, there's nothing. My heart's empty, trust me. <laughs> Oh, no, no, you can do it. Don't worry about it. I'm like, yeah, I'm worried about it. I don't, I don't know what I'm going to do. What, what do you mean? I've never done this before. I'm not trying. Don't worry about it. Just come as you are. All right. You sure you haven't seen me yet? Come as I am. All right. All right. Just yeah, no don't worry about it. Just come as you are. All right. Red, you know, bright red sweatshirt, blue jeans, white socks, white sneakers. All right. I said, but I don't know what to do. He said, don't worry about it. If you just go as far as you can go and then I'll catch you. I'm like, well, oh, thank, thank you. You want me to jump off and, <laughs> and trust you're gonna catch me? So uh, I'm all the way there, I'm like shaking in my boots. Like, I don't know, and of course we only got 100 people, and you know, it's a small group to me now, but it was a huge group, it was like 10,000. I was like Honda, I don't know, what I'm gonna... what is this guy's crazy? What is he, this guy lost it. And I'm thinking, I'm shaking in my boots. But you know, I said finally by the time I got there, I said, I just have to do this. I'll just get up there and make a fool of myself. What's the big deal, everyone, they'll have mercy on me because I know it's the first time I'm doing it so I had been reading a book back then and I just was impressed by some of the things that was in that book and I got up and I just started talking about a couple of these things I learned in the book and the next thing I know I'm just preaching and I think I went over 15 minutes as a matter of fact I think he was trying to get me to sit down because I think I I I took a little more time than I was supposed to take But, but that's my point you see If you'll just face the fear, you'll find that there's really no fear at all. Because God's anointing, God's power, God's help, God's strength comes upon you. When you rise up in faith and you begin to do it, God's going to show up. And He will help you to do it. And He will help you to be a success at whatever you do. Amen.
0: Tune in again Monday afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors.